Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Like, if you walking around and your lady got fake titties and fake ass, and they just put that shit all together, and you walking around like your woman thick. Nigga, that motherfucker is not thick. That motherfucker Frankenstein. So, this is a special time in the history for women. I can't think of a time historically where a woman has taken accountability. That's never happened. Till this week. Shakari Richardson. Not my girl. You know, you you know how I'm (laughs) never going to go. I'm not going to start on that note, but yeah, she, she kind of, that's the first time in life I ever heard a woman say, Hey, you know what? It was wrong, and I knew it was wrong. And whatever has to happen has to happen. This is why I did it. They still got to make an excuse, but it was still like I knew the rules, and I broke the rules. Yeah. Do you know who Shakari Richardson is? Yeah. It was fascinating is that she, she took a leadership position from a very visible and audible platform, and... 10 million of her female fans just completely didn't want anything to fucking do with it and are blaming the IOC. <laughs> oh, it's funny they blaming the Olympics, cuz. <laughs> I'll be watching black people be like, we, shut the fuck up. I watch, I, watch, I watch black people blame the Olympics and I'm thinking, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, oh, well, if we shut the fuck up, if they said you couldn't drink Kool-Aid to be in the Olympics and that's been a rule, I don't give a fuck where Kool-Aid is fucking legal at. That's why I respect her. And I quote, I know what I did. I know what I'm supposed to do. I still made that decision. She's the greatest woman to ever live. Yeah, she is. She is. <laughs> and, and I thought just off of running 10-7, I was like, I, I, 
Nice to give her like three kids. Now it's like six. <laughs> that was unbelievable. I'm, girl, God bless your life, cuz. I yeah. swear to God, I have never heard a woman. She passed Michelle Obama for greatest woman ever. She's by far my favorite female athlete of all time, by far. Oh, by far, because already. she runs prior to that. You don't see a lot of women really operate with, like, an angry chip on their shoulder. Yeah. And she comes through yeah. at 95 meters and points at the camera and curses and swears when she gets across the line. And I'm like, that is Michael fucking Jordan-esque. <laughs> and, and, she, and she's a woman yeah. who takes accountability. It's insane. That is unbelievable. <laughs> C6, this this the thing y'all get, man. My boy Six, no ceilings. G Lok, PB, Peter Boss. I got my partner Six with me. Been doing Six for over 10 years now. Um, yeah, it's probably been longer than that. I'm saying over for sure. Yeah. I just don't want to try to zero in on the year. But we have a thing here at No Ceilings, bro, where we have literally came to the conclusion that women. Hold up, I'll let Peter tell you. Go ahead. Oh. Well, yeah, uh, one of our. Bedrock concepts Foundations. that we've been. We have a whole other podcast that's, that's basically taking it on their shoulders and run with it. But yeah, we are firmly calling out the reality that women live in a universe with no consequences. That's and a, that they're allergic to accountability. They're literally allergic. Man, you know what? Saying that now, think about I really it. can see it. Has a how often? Because it's always our fault. It's all, it always boils back down to even when they do yeah. some bullshit. Somewhere along the line, it's our fault. Like we did something. Yeah, or anyone's fault. But any, yeah. anyone, anyone any, but me. Anyone nearby? It could be collective society's fault, history's fault, True. God's fault. It's anyone's fault. Oh yeah, they definitely love to blame God. God made me this way. Yeah. Or don't judge me. God forgives. Nobody's perfect. At least try. At least try your best. God damn it. And I and I agree. So that this is a special day. This is a special episode. Yes. Like one of our foundational rules had now has a hairline crack in it. <laughs> yes. Orange and synthetic as that hair may be. <laughs> and and as, as as fiberglass and acrylic cover yes. as the eight inch nails absolutely but just the same i mean this is the equivalent to like if there was an earthquake and that base that is hanging from the wall mm. went up yeah <laughs> i mean falling down sir isaac newton yeah, himself like, would have to what? just recalculate his whole existence right now they would question today we should question gravity I don't know if gravity is real at this point. A woman has taken accountability for her actions, cuz. Do you know the special? That's like corrupt rapping a rap, ver, uh, like a whack verse. You just don't hear that. Never. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's huge. Just crazy. So, six, right? I, I've been knowing six, cuz, like. We met on some music shit, but Six is from the west side. I'm from the east side. Cool. Obviously, we from uh, gangs on east side, right? But 
six is real dope because he was a smart person the first time i met him he was really intelligent and he thought like he wasn't just a traditional gang member where it's like uh i'm just gonna shut my iq down like he still operated with his iq and that was dope um What's funny about Six is me and Six would be on Instagram. This nigga is the most shallowest nigga <laughs> in the world. Well, every intellectual needs an escape. Exactly. Shallow how? All the and way. I'm not saying shallow how. I'm I'm asking how. No, no, you you was right. Shallow how. <laughs> That's great because I was once referred to as shallow how on this very program. I'll just say it's like I'll see an attractive woman, and then I'll just, like, hey, gee, she's attractive. And it's like, even if I'm texting him that, I can see him shaking his head. Half the time, I just send it just trolling. Now. Like, now I, know, now I, know, I know what he's going to say, but, I mean, it's, you know, it's attractive. It's appeasing to the eye. But, and this is what I've talked to Pete about. Do you ever worry about your beauty standards being programmed in kind of generic? I ain't think about it like that, but I mean, they they could be somewhere along the lines. But the crazy thing is, you know, it's a lot of like physically attractive women. Like, what's a physically like, attractive aesthetically women? on the outside? Like everything, but, but just dig looks what I'm perfect. But dig what I'm saying. How could that even possibly be if there's no true established way outside of what the social construct puts in place? to how women should look when women historically have looked completely different since women were women. I'm sure Eve wasn't thick at all. Eve had a flat know. ass. Hey, Adam probably, you know, I think Eve, Eve probably had been. a flat ass. If you ever see the pictures, the white folk paint of her over there in Europe, Eve be flat ass, no titty, like baby yeah, that's, titties. That's their interpretation. Well, they were, she was probably like Iraqi. I think that was like a Tigris Euphrates Valley kind of region area, I want to say. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I don't know what that necessarily means. I don't he know enough Iraqi women. He definitely was not thick, bro. Thick for, is a new for thing. For Adam to just disregard what God just told him, <laughs> Eve had to be banging. These niggas do that shit, bro, for nothing. <laughs> Nobody got to be thick. The bitch could be funny looking. Forgive me for calling them that, but they could be funny looking, bro. It, it it ain't like men have standards. Men only have standards when they're at the top of their game. The later we get in the night, standards go out the window. Yeah. That's interesting. I got a friend of mine who is a consummate player and 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 very good at it. But when it yeah, if it gets a little He's at, you know, he keeps drinking Bro, as the night goes on. Everybody got standards. I call him Billy Don't Mind. Every <laughs> yeah, standards just what you call him. Dive. I call him hitting his name's Will. When it, come one a.m., he transforms into Billy Don't Mind. <laughs> What's funny is, see, Whatever's everybody, everybody got standards at nine p.m. walking into the club. Every nigga feel like this is day night to bust the baddest thing there and knock down the thickest thing there, right? But by 145, it's anything goes. It's all Hail Marys. Yes, yeah, whatever's rolling. We rolling. Whatever y'all, whatever, whatever it is, whoever coming. Never. I'll just go home. Never. <laughs> I'm going home. 
anyway. This unless, I'm, go out. unless I've had a ton to drink, like a ton to drink. Exactly. Whatever excuse you need to. No, no, spirit, no. The, for, there's whatever, a big difference for me, though. Whatever spirit you, you feel needs to possess you to become that person that gets it done at 145, that throws that Hail Mary and catches it in the fourth quarter with no seconds left on the clock, and you just jump up and you still catch it. That's a big ass ball. <laughs> I could be smashed at noon. <laughs> so all I'm saying right is is I just I I just think like when you say it's pleasing to the senses, right? Like are we talking about attraction cuz this is somebody you want to get pregnant cuz that's the only true attraction. Cuz that's the only senses, right? Your senses say I need to to knock her down, right? And and the most primitive sense, right? It's like I need to impregnate knock her. Knock her up. Right, but then you somewhere along the line, not all men, because most men don't, but somewhere along the line, the rational men, it take back over, that mental take back over. you like, let me pull out and put on a condom. Let me make smarter decisions. That's not most men. Yeah, I, I never thought like that. Right, so what I'm saying is, when you say an attractive, right, it, it, it has to be appeasing to the senses or to the eyes because the eyes, everything your eyes see is what you're taught. You're taught to look at a girl there ain't no woman shaped like some of these women. Who the fuck shaped like these women? Think these about when women. we was growing up. Who was shaped like that? Holly Berry was not shaped like that. True. What fine woman historically from the 60s, Holly was 70s, the white man's black woman. 80s, 90s? But who was shaped like that? Who was shaped like that in the 80s? Who was shaped like these motherfuckers that see Dr. Miami in the 80s? Who just had these I big mean, ass 80s, titties? I don't, I don't think we would know because they didn't dress like they dress now. No, so we Claire, wouldn't know. Claire Huxtable might have been thick. She was not nowhere near that's like a good this. Point, we though, don't know. Attraction, they was percep- biker per- perceptions of attraction changes as, in eras. That's, that's why, fashion does. But that's why I know it's programmed. But there's, there, to me, there's three elements of like attraction. Like there's what I find attractive. There's I can go... She's beautiful, not really my style, but beautiful. And then there's everybody else wants her, so I have to fuck her for spite of them attraction. <laughs> Bro, what? I can agree. That's the, and that's a manifestation of the survival of the fittest social Darwinistic, you know, DNA programming that's evolved into the human, you know, life experience. Hmm. So then at that point, your dick is influenced by what everybody else thinks. In that scenario. <laughs> so, no. Eh, eh. So you would knock down a woman that you don't think is attractive, but all of us think is attractive? We like, damn, we wish we all had her. And you'd be like, but she wants you. You would do it just for the measure? Do you feel like, do you, feel like you have to do it for us? It depends on what, you know, us is, is thinking. If, if if I got a chip on my shoulder and, you know, those five guys over there, I don't like them. They're all trying to get her. I know I can walk up and do that. Fuck them. Yeah. You have to let those guys. You, you have to let those guys down. That has to happen sometimes. So, again, I asked you, Six. Am I wrong? So, I asked you, Six, is it attraction, really? Like, why do you think you see a girl with a big ass and you think that's the shit? 
For what? It ain't just it ain't just that. I'm just saying. It's physically. I'm saying even it to me face. because and that that be some flaw because most of them wearing makeup. True. And I'm and they not wearing makeup the way you used to wear makeup. They wearing makeup like to cover see, up stuff. No, no. So they're, makeup they're is to painting a new face exactly. on their face. <laughs> yeah. Makeup was to enhance something. These motherfuckers is redefining something. Oh yeah, I, I seen the 2022 use of makeup is Satan. It's a it's criminal. It's deceitful. <laughs> you know what? No, yeah, I I agree in some context. I seen one little meme on like Instagram, and I had it was two of them actually. It was a black chick and a white chick. So the white chick looked like um, ah, uh, and I I ain't trying to be offensive, but she looked like what we would consider trailer trash, right? Without oh yeah, the, lady looked like a meth addict. Makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With no teeth. No teeth and all that, right? Then she just like went through the whole metamorphosis. And you would have been like, she fine. If you would have seen her in that I state. I like a woman who wor- works well with no teeth. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made, and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A., I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. 
Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> if you would have seen her in that state, you'd be like, oh, yeah. You would have said she was fine for sure. Nah, man, nah. Even when she put the... well. You know, I yes, can't even would. lie because if I would have saw her before, I probably would have been like, oh, yeah, she's attractive. But because I saw her without the teeth, now and you no can. makeup, and then I saw her go through the transformation, I'm like, yeah, she all right. Like, That's how I feel about all the girls you be sending me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but if they you send me all, a girl. They not all like that. They are. They not. That's why oh, you man. always send them dolled up. You be, he be a, like, I just, he'll send me a girl and be like, gee, what you think about her? I'm like, bro, why? I'm going to start finding them when they just yeah. in their little natural state. Well, you you're might have to get off Instagram. Them, you'll have to, <laughs> right. See, here's the thing. You're going to have to find – you'll find the picture of the one that you like in the state that you like them, and then you'll go and look for a picture on her profile to find the one that you think he's going to like. But I don't think in the, like, section of Instagram – that has a whole list of pictures of women that says, we think you'll like, and then 17,000 women, that you're going to pick out of that lineup the one who's the stock model. Furthermore, Instagram's going to know that you don't like the stock model. They don't even give you the option. That's true. They're not even going to let that get through the algorithm. Mm. They're like, you ain't wearing enough makeup. Cold game. They're like, this guy <laughs> likes 1998 hatchback Hondas in chameleon paint. There you go. <laughs> Wigs, wigs, nails. Only certain things get through the algorithm. True. So that's all I be saying to you. It's like, so Six, when I met Six, right, he was just a crip. He was a hustling-ass crip. And then he went through this phase in life where um, kind of got his spiritual side correct. And um, so it's funny to talk to him because we always operate in this space of spirituality and cripping. Yes. Getting and somehow we allow them to fit together. Getting shot will do that to you. Yeah, see, I, I nigga, I didn't know you got shot. Yeah, who shot you? Two two different occasions. You got shot it's, twice. Yeah, the second occasion it was uh yeah it's a long story. But, okay, uh, we got time. Shit, we ain't got how much time is what? Time? Fox Hills Mall, two twenty eight in two thousand. It's a big shootout at the Fox Hills Mall in two thousand by the police. So you got into a shootout. Y'all got into a shootout with the police. We got into an altercation with a rival gang. Which and gang? It just so happened to be plain clothes, undercover police there that we didn't know. Oh, so and when they it got active, out, start shooting. Yeah. So somebody got the busing, and the police got the busing. Yeah. What rival gang? Does that matter? Is that is that a bad thing? Uh, I don't know if it matters. It was. It was. I don't think it was just one hood, but I think it was like between the BPSs and uh oh, just gladiator like families, just gladiators. Yeah, just like blood, us and just blood, some blood. So, so it was just song. Um, damn, I didn't know that's that was in two thousand. When was the second time you got shot? That was the second time. The first time it was uh November sixteenth, nineteen ninety seven. Where was you at? In front of the house. 
Now, I was in front of my pop's house. I stayed in the uh, my pop stayed in the fruit towns in the FTBs, fruit town Brams. Mm-hmm. So I think um, I think I got mistook for a fruit, fruit town, town brand. That's the most fucked up thing in the world, bro. Yeah, and I like I was I was in high school then, so I was trying to go to like some little function at the school, and I hit pops, and he was just like, "Wait till I get home." And um, I was like, "All right." So I'm like waiting outside. He pull up. And I run across the street and I'm telling him, you know, give him all the info about the little situation. And as we walking back across the street, a car come sliding down the street and then they let off four shots. Boom, 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 boom. And I'm like ducking like, damn, they just, did they really just do that? And uh, my dad was like, you cool? I'm like, yeah. And then I went to step on the curb and my leg gave out. Mm. And I fell. And he was like, you, he was like, you hit? And I'm like, nah, I'm straight. And he was like, nah, you hit. And he like came over and rolled me over. He like, you hit. And I'm like touching. I'm like, I don't see no blood or nothing. And when he took my shirt off, I seen a hole at the bottom of the shirt. Got like, shot in the ass? Uh, yeah. Oof. Oh my God. You Got know who it was? The, the back and the butt. No, so what happened was that this is the worst thing that could happen to, especially a nigga that's a crip. You in blood hood and Crips is coming through the bus on them and shoot you. Yeah. yeah. So and I think like cause my my neighbor. You know, it was one of my partners. He from Fruit Town. So I think, um, like, if you put him and one of his homeboys that he was fooling with and put me and my pops. It looked like, close. And we, his silhouettes is very similar. Yeah. Like, them two and us two. And I knew they knew them two hung out. So they probably just slid down the street. Sure, and thought they had and one. seen, like, oh, there he go. right. You know, they probably knew where he lived. Like, there he go right there. And there then, he um, go right there. Yeah, that Wait, was. But who is, what's that? <laughs> there he go right there. Oh, that's, uh. That's uh, Boys in the Hood. Hit Boys the lights, nigga. That's the lights. funny. I just watched that the other night. There you go right there. They was He's at like, the little burger know, spot. They trying to yeah. kiss the... oh, there they go right there. I think my... Hit the lights, nigga. Hit the lights. Hit the lights. Um, um, but yeah, so boom, that happened. And then uh, then it was crazy. Then it's like the fools from that neighborhood really started knowing. Like, oh, like, yeah, he, from, he ain't from over here. He from over there. So then they start like kind of trying to trip a little bit. And I would tell my homeboy, like, man, tell your homeboys to chill out. Like, this is my pop's house. Like, they catch me in the streets, it's whatever. But I'm like, here, have a little respect for him. And then, uh, you know, like, one day they they came through. They was hanging all out, being disrespectful outside. And I'm just sitting in the house like, man, I want to go outside and say something. But I'm like, I can't. I'm outnumbered, but I wasn't tripping because, you know, I had a gun. But then I'm like, I just don't want to bring them. Probably like my sisters, my stepmom, my pops. Yeah. Like they all here. Like if y'all catch me in traffic, you could do whatever. Like if you if you got action, you know, do your stuff. But I'm just like here. Like you liable to mess around and hit one of them or do something to them. Yeah, yeah, no. So it's funny because um, I was online last night. I couldn't really sleep. I was up to like four in the morning, and um. I was looking and I was watching how people chime in on gangbanging. And because most of the people involved, they either not conscious or they're not articulate. You know, they're distracted by whatever they want to believe is going on or they're not articulate enough to describe it. And um, it was Queen's Flip podcast and they were talking about the little dude, the Corvette Corvette. Mm. Little dude got the song called Adderall that told on 
that told on the, uh, his his partner or turned on, told on the dude that shot his partner. And um, Pop Hunter, that's his name. And um, I was watching two guys argue and debate it, Queens Flip with another guy. And uh, they said it was a street rule to not tell. Oh, man, you know, I'm 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 starting to get disgusted at a lot of people that don't understand simple accountability and what snitching represents. Like the thing is, P snitch ain't snitching ain't about the police. Snitching is about you being a man. Snitching is not a, a urban word. Snitching is not a street word. Snitching is a criminal word. It's for criminals. There's no code. There's no, you don't take an oath. You don't put your hand on a cripping Bible and say, hey, I'll never, that's not what's happening. What happens is, as a man, everybody expects you to be accountable for your own actions. That's what criminals do. So they were talking about this case and they said, well, he was 13. And that's not true. He was two days away from 14, 15, excuse me. Two days away from 15. And the problem is, five years after, you rapping about shooting niggas and looking for niggas. So you didn't learn your fucking lesson the first time. When you told on a nigga the first time at 15 years old. So it's just so much confusion on what gangbanging is about. Or what. Or what. What's going on? Why? Like people keep talking about the streets. I'm like, what the fuck are y'all talking about the streets? There's criminals in fucking high school. Te- some teachers are criminals. They expect other teachers to not tell when they're committing crime because they're criminals. That's why you keep square people out your business. And the point I'm saying to like, because Six would understand what I'd be talking about, like in that situation. Right. He knows there's no rules. He know these niggas could trip. He know how this shit go. There's no rules. You know what I'm saying? So. People come up with these weird reasons why they believe what's going on or they feel like they know and they don't have no fucking idea. You know I, I mean, I got a question. I was actually thinking about this. I'm happy that you're here today after the show we did last week, uh, the snitching conversation. Mm-hmm. And you talked about, you know, like your hood's small. It's like, what is it like? What? One block, one street. Well, my hood used to be like five blocks and two streets. But then when they built the frill on 105, it became mm-hmm. one street that go up and down and six dead ends. Okay, gotcha. But a, a very small area, just to say. Sure, sure. So you know everybody, everybody, everybody's families, nah. all that kind of stuff. And I was thinking, as a on the other side of the spectrum, is you. Mm-hmm. Like, is 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 the mentality or the thought process different when you're? Because you you talk about it like, oh, it's just it's not a gang. It's just it's 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 my circle of friends I grew up with, whereas. Your is so big. It it isn't just the circle of friends you grew up with. It's probably two thirds of them you might never even have met before. Yeah, absolutely. It's a gang a gang of homies that I don't know. It's like this how this how we function, right? It's like circles or cliques mm-hmm. of homies, and your clique could be anywhere from I don't know four people to ten people. That you kind of it's function the same with thing. on yeah. a regular, right? And then, like, let's say Glasses was from my neighborhood, right? He might have a clique of four to five people he fooled with every day. Mind you, first off, uh, six 
grew up in the sixties in the rolling sixty cribs. Right. So just so if you listen, you have some context. Yeah, absolutely. So it might be like first off, like my hood is kind of separated through uh well, yeah, technically I was looking at factions. I was looking at some shit. What's funny is I was looking at some shit with uh cut that was on Mac. Um OG nigga. Keystone. Oh yeah. And he talked about how 60s was like five or six gangs coming together. Mm. Like the 40s. The 40s is five or six gangs coming together. Versus the hood is just really just the same hood that it's been since the 70s. Their gang is multiple gangs that came together and organized to have numbers. But in theory, I would imagine they all don't have to operate on the same creed because part of culture comes from the soil. It's different soils when you over there in the 60s. Like yeah. the overhill soil is a different experience. Mm -hmm. The front experience is a different experience. The Arlington experience is closer to the front, but even then, it's a little different experience. The Avs is a different experience. If you're off Bronhurst, that's a different experience. Like it's only so many places in the 60s that even have apartments. It's only like a handful. But yeah. that's it's a whole section of niggas that grow up in that experience. And, and it seems like like the L, like the adjacent LA, you know, like not like geographically adjacent, but like the people in LA that are kind of like bump shoulders with you guys but aren't in the lifestyle, you know? Mm -hmm. Kind of perceive like big you like Don Corleone. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, like, to what extent is it just kind of, like, decentralized and autonomous with different crews within 60s versus, like, when there's, like, something of consequence, like, no, nah, there's, like, an edict that and people all, like, fall in line or don't? It's kind of a mixture, right? I mean, it, now it's just, it's it's different now. I really don't know, like how it functions now i mean just everything in the last like i'll say probably like 10 years it's kind of just the neighborhood itself is kind of different uh, i know like when i was growing up and we was hanging out it was you know it was our circle and then you know homies had other circles that some of them we fooled with some of them we didn't fool with mm. it's like you know whoop the whoop circle that like, shit really. for huh that shit for it, yeah even within even within in the neighborhood, like it's think you know, about it. If it's you a live big off, area. It's just, think it's about just... it. If you live off Western, right? Mm. And did somebody live off Brownhurst? Y'all experience is completely different. It's, yeah, it's far. Like or especially Lord knows like... if you go further back, y'all yeah, yeah. don't even really go to the same schools. No. And then you know, like I mean, as you as you get, because even now, like I I would look back and I would see like a gang of homies online and all that stuff now. And I'll be like, man, like, I didn't see none of these dudes growing up. Then it made me realize, like, how centralized our hanging out was, really just to a few that's, blocks on the ass. But that's gangbanging. Yeah. I mean, or what people think of gangbanging. Because gangbanging ain't what people think. It's not a bunch of niggas trying to ruin their life. It's just a bunch of people trying to make something of themselves. Right. And that's, that's Whether that's a it's a name or some money. Yeah. yeah. And you know, some most people, of us are trying to get get some money. Yeah. We're trying to do something. Some people trying to, but some people who feel like they can't get money, right, try to make a name for themselves. Yeah. Do yeah. you feel like those ideologies? Because I people think I'm crazy. I, like I had a, 
Catholic priest, right? The homie Rev Fico, right? Good brother, right? From Nigeria. And I was telling him, he didn't believe me when I told him, like, I genuinely believe when I'm doing something, I'm for sure doing the Lord's work. It don't mean if I got to even bring thunder from that thing, it's genuine. It's not out of a space of vengeance. I, I won't let my homies corrupt me, you know, these days or very rarely in life with the concept of vengeance. Like I'm, 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 I'm going to be the ultimate judge and jury of my own justice because I'm going to go with my spiritual realm of righteousness versus a bunch of people who, who operate based off archaic ideas. It's not bad. It's just primitive. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. <laughs> oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Like it's, it's, it's um, and, and that's how it is when there's people with ain't no money. I mean, they ain't got no money, limited resources. 
People people want poor people to hold hands while they just live their life successfully and everything is good. It's like that ain't just gonna happen. We live in a capitalistic society where you made to feel like shit if you don't got nothing. So a motherfucker either gonna try to make money or make a name. And everybody just wanna be somebody. But do you feel like that? Like honestly, see, I, 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 I never asked you this, you know, even offline, but do you feel like like they not conflicting ideas? As far as what? Like being who you are from your upbringing. I mean, obviously there's certain parts that's jagged and don't mm-hmm. fit, but the overall being, do you feel like it's wrong? Like the fact if you had to carry a gun, you don't feel like, I don't feel like that's against something God don't want me to do. Right. I mean, it's like for me it's different now because when I carried a gun before, like my mentality was a certain way. My mentality was like, you know, if I catch an enemy slipping, like I feel like I got an upper hand. Then I went a period without carrying a gun, right? I I would carry a gun. Even even when I started going to church and working on my relationship with God and I would carry a gun, I carried a gun in the church, right? Whether people knew it or not. Um, then one day God asked me, what can the gun do for you that I can't? And I thought about it like, yo, um, shoot, that's a good question. And I thought about just over the course of time, all the stories that I've heard, be it homies or be it just stories in the street where cats had guns and got killed. And I was like, dang, you, you know, if you ain't rocking with me, this gun really ain't going to do nothing for me. And so I stopped carrying a gun for a while. Then I felt like my mentality changed to, I mean, it probably was like a good three to five year span I didn't carry a gun, I think. And then when I went back to carrying a gun, it was more for protection. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, people out here really tripping. Um, you know, I started buying guns, but it was just all for in-home protection. And then I think what really slapped me in the face was it was just a constant um, report of all these different situations that happen in, like, everyday life, right? It was, like, in Texas, I think, at, like, a Walmart or something. Somebody ran up in Walmart tripping. And then – um there's a few other scenarios like that around the country and a few of them um, and, you know, in L.A., just different story, like just every everyday stuff that I found myself doing. And that Walmart one really hit me because the day I heard that story, I was in Walmart with my kids. Mm. And I remember being just so um, like focused and goofing around with my kids in Walmart. I'm like, dang, if somebody would have slid in this Walmart, they probably could have slid on us. Cause I surely wasn't paying attention to anything around me. And so it kind of made me shift how I move about when I go in and out of anywhere. Right. I'm kind of more so looking and paying attention to who's doing what and what's where. And, you know, I know nine times out of 10, I probably have my gun with me, but you know, the mentality just shifted. The mentality is really like to protect myself, protect my kids, and then maybe protect somebody else that might be in a scenario where somebody decides to trip out versus you know when i was 15 16 17 18 you know carrying a gun kind of added stripes on my shoulder and made my chest a little bit bigger Mm. you know and i was just kind of moving around like foolishly feeling like i was tough because i had the gun sure sure but and and that's the thing for me i never felt like that i never felt like i needed a gun to have the upper hand like it was always the whole time like if one of these niggas 
fuck around, I'm going to baptize they stupid ass. <laughs> That's just how I felt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm, I'm moving righteous. Like, I'm trying every day to consistently to move righteous. And ain't no nigga going to make me deviate from that path. If you start trying to push me off the path, nigga, try to jolt me, fit me, ain't going to work out for you. Just that's just how that's how I go. You know what I mean? That's how that's the only way I believe in it. You know what I mean? That's the only way I can sleep at night. So I think those two things don't really conflict the way people think. I think when you're ignorant and you're young and you're foolish, that's just normal. That's anybody in the world. I don't got nothing to do with gang banging. Right. But any man, once you come to a realization, feel me, that we live in a space where guns are plentiful. Mm-hmm. Like, again, like we even talked about this, Pete. I think nobody in America should have a gun. Police, human being. It don't make no sense. But because one person got one gun, I need about five. Because I just don't know what you be on. Right. I, I don't know what you on. And I'll be damned if I, if I get caught up trying to. I'll be damned if you teach me and I'm not prepared to learn the lesson. I agree with that. I think it's too many people that you can kind of just tell, like, and and it's I don't know if it's cultural as much as human nature. People want something that they they like to get the rewards of something they haven't earned if they can, you know. And maybe I can't run up and knock the shit out of you, but from across the street I can get you. Real easy. I can get the result without having to put in the work and the risk. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't even want to get into the thought of why human beings are as violent as they are. Like, this is a human being issue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Violence. It's, I, I don't care what people say. I don't look at gangbangers no way the way they see them. Like, the 60s and the A trade's been at war for 50 years. They don't got 100 bodies between them. This country murdered a hundred people in five seconds. Feel me? So I don't see gangbanging the way strangers see it or outsiders see it or misinterpret it. I don't. I understand. I look at us like I look at people from my community who don't see outlets and don't have, you know, I feel like it's like if, if like if we from Orange County, Pete, and it's a country club and our parents is a part of the country club, we probably going to be a part of the country club. My dad grew up racing cars. I raced cars. My mom grew up hustling. I'm a hustler. It's part of my bloodline. If my dad was a doctor and my mom was a nurse, I'd probably work in the hospital. So, again, the way people see gangbanging, I think that's the thing. I don't see it nothing the same. I just don't. I don't have that the way people see it. I look at poverty as the real problem. Trying to fix gangbanging is like trying to put a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. Like you dressing a small problem when really there's a deeper issue inside of the the wound itself is the deeper issue. That Mm -hmm. Band-Aid ain't finna close that wound. So to tell people to stop gangbanging or people having peace marches, I'm not knocking it. I'm happy for any progress or even if it's for 15 minutes where people will be okay, I'm good with it. But the ultimate solution is not in you screaming, telling people not to socialize with each other the way poor people socialize in any capitalist society, right? 
I'm saying the solution is turn over some of that bread. If you you want to see, you think somebody game banging, you really want to see, you know, you want to see them change their life, get them a job that pays $70,000, $80,000 a year. You can write their game banging days off. It's coming to an end. That's true. They will not be fucking with you niggas. They start off, they'll be around. They'll be around. Then you just won't see them. And then you be that nigga mad because you know they got opportunity and you be like, man, nigga don't even come to the hood no more. So, again, the, the circumstances is all rooted in the fact there's a lack of opportunity. Feel me? Not to mention all the other trauma we go through to where everybody's super protective of the only thing they got, which is their reputation. If a motherfucker can't see that, I ain't going to argue with these stupid motherfuckers. They don't know enough about it to be commenting about it. It's like me talking about that lady running track. I don't know shit about track. I don't know nothing about no motherfucking track. Fuck, I look like trying to comment on track because I watch it on TV or I seen it in the movie. If you ain't in the thick of things, you just limited information. I don't care how close you feel like you are to it. To be in it is different. Especially when you asking questions to niggas around you. So... It's tough. But back to Six being shallow. <laughs> <laughs> no, because... <laughs> Hold up, no. I'm just saying... Our segue because... is as seamless as land and ocean. Man. Jump straight from the I don't the know how it happened. <laughs> it just changed. But, uh, no, I'm just saying, so... That's why I like, so if, if, if you asking my opinion, right... If it's a girl wearing makeup, I can't give you no pin. If it's a girl wearing weave, I can't give you no... I don't even know who this motherfucker is. <laughs> I don't know how you be like, I like this motherfucker. I don't even know who this person is. Who is this person? That person could take that shit off and really be a dude. That's why yeah, transgender... That's why transgender... No, because women didn't do all that back then. They, they might have did that in Europe when they paint their face with that toothpaste, that white toothpaste, and their face be all white, and then a man could look like that. But women wearing so much makeup that now men could emulate women. And now they get surgeries. It's Back in the day. Like, it, I don't know if we've seen women done up this much since like the Barokian period. When that's you what I'm talking those about. Big dresses with the, I don't even know what you'd call them. Boosties. Cumberbund booties and all that kind of shit. And, and the and cinched up waist and the giant hair wigs and all that crap. And when makeup was made of whatever the fuck they made it from semen. back then. Yeah. And, and it's like, so that's what, I, that's what I be saying to you. I just don't know who I'm looking at. <laughs> they got to take all that weave off. They got to peel that makeup mask off, right? They got to take off them leggings, right? Because them leggings hold that thing in place. <laughs> they got to stop yeah. standing on their tippy toes to get their muscles and their ass definition. Yeah. I'll... Take them heels off, stand flat, no angles, no hip dips, straight up, feel me? Yeah. So you got to take that weave off. You got to pop them bat wings off your Not eyelashes. They got, they got hella tricks. Counter, to... Yeah, that, that bathroom counter is so classic. <laughs> so they got hella tricks to twist us. Feel me? That's why y'all be thinking I'm crazy. It ain't twisting me. I'm not fucking with that at all. Like, you got to peel off that wig, right? You got to peel off that makeup. You got to mm. peel off that makeup mask because that ain't right. You got to take them bat wings off your eyelashes. <laughs> Remove that lipstick from out your lips. 
You gotta take that push up bra off. Yeah. Right? You got you gotta take that oh take that waist trainer. You that was only supposed to be for exercising. <laughs> you gotta take that off. I'm not knocking it out. I fuck with it. Take that waist trainer off. Take them leggings off that only pop out that little certain area of the buttocks and then make the mm-hmm. other part go in and that part take that off. Get out your tippy toes. Or what's that? I call it the invisible heel standing where they pop their leg up and they be mm-hmm. looking like the ballerina. To get out that because you don't know no moves, <laughs> no heels. Feel me? Take off that. Now they got the little thing. They got the little camel toe in the front. And then I can tell you what that is. That's I can un- tell you what that is then. That's understandable. If they ain't coming bare to the part, like if they ain't coming straight up, like Alicia Keys, I can't tell you what it is. Hey, man, man, mess around, be a man. Some of the women you be talking about be men. Mess around, be a man, yeah, you be sick. Not. Look, you be devastated. Look, the thought of it, you be like, yeah, oh, my God. It. The thought of it is crazy. It what kill me about it is, right, I don't know how they think. God designed your face. How you going to do a better job than him? And, well, and, and he I, and didn't I'm, put a lot of attention to some of them. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's not true. He gave everybody. Well, he has a great sense of humor. No, he doesn't. He does have a great sense, but that's not what's wrong. Women, the thing is, I'm gonna tell you what's wrong, right? And and this is my opinion, like, and I know women hate when men comment on women, but y'all gotta talk about men, so we can talk about y'all. Their whole lives revolves around <laughs> wanting to solicit comments from men. They just only want and the women. positive ones. And women. And women too, but so, you can't ask for only half the comments. That's true. That's true. Um, I know what's wrong though. Women. Are, so back in the day, women would look at women that favored them. And then maybe they would get beauty tips from that person. But now you got a motherfucker darkest night looking at Cardi B for tips on beauty. Bro, you can't put the same thing on a white car that you put on a black car. Right. Some of them shit is different. Like on a white car, you might put white tint. That might look hard. You put white tint on a black car, you're going to look like a fucking circus clown. Stupid. <laughs> so what's happening is you got women designing their makeup because they looking at some other woman that don't fit who they are. It's like somebody, it's like, um, what's the boy play for Atlanta? Trey Young. Yeah. It's like Trey Young, like, oh, my favorite player is Kareem. He trying to skyhook somebody at 5'11". <laughs> Bro, that don't, baby, that don't fit you. Right. That's true. If you don't got no big ass, stop wearing ass pants. If you got big titties, show your cleavage. Stop That's wearing sure. ass pants. That's for sure. Do everything that fit who you are. Accentuate and, 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 and put emphasis on your beauty. Stop trying to create beauty that's not there. That ain't there. That part of it ain't there. That's something that I know or was saying to women back when it wasn't like such the norm. Like this, the makeup, you know, phases come in and like the tide, you know. And we're obviously at high tide now when it comes to makeup. But like I was saying, it seemed like seven, eight years ago. It, obviously, if, if you ugly as, as a pit bull face and you can put enough paint on to make it look like a poodle, mm-hmm. like you're a really talented makeup artist. Right. And a pretty girl, though, would then go, do exactly what you did to my face. It's like your face doesn't need all that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and 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 this is what I was telling y'all on that one conversation we had about lesbians. Mm. Most women, all women can be beautiful. 
right? They have oh. something. Every last one. I never can. Yes, because right, they're, they're all special in their own. I don't because I don't want to sound like uh, like one of them niggas. Like us? No, no. <laughs> I don't want to sound like one of those guys who like all oh, the women. Blah, blah, blah. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying all women have special things that make them go. No woman, feel me? Maybe some women got a little bit more than other more things, but that maybe ain't the point. Some have a little bit more than others. Yeah, because you only really need it for one person. See, the reality is you're only trying to land one person. So the only one person you're trying to land, everybody, every woman's goal, not every woman, obviously. When I say every, that that's like 99.9 because it's always the yeah. ones who, like, have no intentions on doing nothing but being a little poor they are. Yes. I respect that. I re- you said 99.9? 99.9. Po- 99.9. 36.8. <laughs> Most women do not want to be whores, bro. 61.2 do. <laughs> no, no. I counted 21%. off that 36.8. Quick. <laughs> 1% do, right? So what I'm saying is 0.1%. But what I'm saying is it's like, so you only got to be attractive to the guy that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. But until that guy walks in the door, you have bills to pay. But that you shouldn't be trying to get no dude to pay him anyway. See, that's the problem. Now, but everyone wants something for free. That's true, but that's the problem. When you get something for free, ain't nothing free. It ain't free. Yeah. Oh, man, that is a very, very conservative thing to say. Think about it. The finest woman. Kanye left. If, if Kim Kardashian, right, is the champion of today's beauty standards, right? That's, that's who the general consensus feel like is everybody's getting the fake booties, fake breasts, mm-hmm. all this weed, all this stuff. It's all rooted. And she's the queen of this, right? Or like a Nicki Minaj, much respect to queen. But it's like, who is she? I, I don't know how a man, it's like if you got a fake $100 bill in your pocket, do like you walk around and feel bills. like you got money? <laughs> yeah. If you had a, if you had ten fake hundreds, you'll walk around and be like, I got a thousand. I got a band. You would really say that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, we need to get the psychi- the therapist back here for him. If you I, so, I, 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 I depends I'd on, flash it at a bitch who was only trying to fuck me for the money. Let me yeah, ask you a question. It, it, so it depends. I'm on, asking you, if you had ten hundred dollar bills that were fake, that you knew were fake. Do you feel you have a thousand dollars? I just Me wouldn't personally? feel that. Yes. No, I know what a thousand dollars is. That's how I feel about if you bust a woman with fake stuff. Yeah. Like if you walking around and your lady got fake titties and fake ass and they just put that shit all together and you walking around like your woman thick. Nigga, that motherfucker is not thick. That motherfucker Frankenstein. My question <laughs> also is about, know. The, is about the woman though. You the like, only one, but you the only one that know the hundred dollar bills is fake. I ain't never. If So you mean to tell me if you had a million dollars in fake money, you'd be like, I'm a millionaire. You'll feel like that. Yeah, I'm going to bust that million. How could you be this shallow? <laughs> I'm going to bust that million, I man. I got a two-part question. The one element is, how does, like, if, if you're the woman with all the fake shit, and you, this is not a hypothetical, because all the women with all the fake shit think they are the shit. Yeah. So what's that mentality? And on the flip side, with, like, the makeup shit, and all the accessories, and all the other stuff, it's almost, like personal appearance has turned into car accessories like these women feel like they aren't done up to standard if they don't mm. walk outside with 
all the fake shit on. Like, oh, all the other girls are going to think that I'm broke and I didn't put the effort in and I don't know how to present myself. Because I only have six fake things on instead of the standard mandatory ten. It's, it's all it's all show for everybody else. Like, it don't matter what it is. Like, even going to the fake hundred dollar, the fake thousand, right? It's like if you could pull that out and everybody else around you think you got a thousand, you cool. I'll... No, you are not cool. No, I'm not saying cool like you fresh. I'm saying like in your head, like you feel accepted. Because it, bro, that every... is scary. If you it, got it, a fake hundred dollar bill, the chicks, and and you and you spend it, and the transaction goes through, guess what you got? A real hundred dollar bill, or you got a hundred dollars worth yeah. of whatever you just got. So or when you they, got so, prison. So when they, so when they, or, or you, you get, caught. or you get George Floyd. So when they, when they do all this, and they get thousands of likes, and you get every thirsty dude on the internet with the hard eyes and the drooling and the. Damn girl, you so fine and all that type of stuff. Like that make them feel like they won. Yeah, but my point is, how could you look at yourself? I don't care. Even if you could lie to everybody else, six cuz, you can't lie to yourself. Uh, some of these true? some of these chicks might be talented enough to lie to themselves. I, I, I've had a quote I've said for years. And you could ask Malcolm this. I've said this for years. There's only one person on earth that a woman is more comfortable lying to than you, and that is her. Herself. She's comfortable yes, lying to herself. herself. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right.